0: Yo, I'm Will Blackman and this is Upsets and Underdogs presented by Winbet. Heading into week nine of the NFL season, we have some interesting games coming up that have potential to make you some cash. The Vikings are taking on the Ravens, an intriguing matchup after the Ravens lost to the Bengals. The Packers are visiting the Chiefs without Aaron Rodgers at the helm. So we get to see Jordan Love where some people look at them as the next Mahomes. Uh, the Titans played the charged-up Rams in L.A. The Titans lose their Henry, but the Rams gain Von Miller. All this and more in today's Underdog episode as we break down the teams we think are being overlooked. Plus... We have some great guests in store for you. First, we will talk to the magic man, Paulie Malinagi, about Canelo Alvarez versus Caleb Plant this weekend. And then we have the 14-year NFL veteran Super Bowl champion and pro bowler and co-host of the Man to Man podcast, Antoine Bethea. He'll be joining us to talk football, so stick around. This show is brought to you by WinBet. Week 9 is coming in hot, so there is no better time to get in on the action. Download the WinBet app right now and start winning today. WinBet offers unique markets like NFL yardage leaders, who will be the last team to be undefeated, team exact win totals, and a ton more. Plus, new users can take advantage of WinBet's Bet $1 win $100 offer. If you bet just $1, you can win a free $100 on almost any sport. NFL, NBA, NHL, MLB, college football, UFC, boxing, and more. And they're also offering a 200% wager match up to $1,500. For all those offers, for all details on those offers, download WinBet now and set the odds in your favor. Offers subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 or older and present in the state of WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And as you know, while well, you start off the show, I got to bring in my dog, Nick Davis, a.k.a. Lamb. Lamb, how's it going? What's happened? We have an entertaining week. I must say already madness going on. It's crazy stuff in the NFL. Some great fights coming up this week. How are you doing so far, man? Big fights. NFL throw it in. Oh, I can't wait for this weekend. I know we got yeah. <laughs> do Usman Covington again. I'm excited for that. Kathy Chandler Rose Thug Rose, and then obviously Canelo Plant. We have amazing guests coming on the shows. I mentioned the Magic Man, Paulie Malignaggi, and we got Antonio uh, Antoine Bethe. Um, gosh, it's gonna be a fun show, man. I'm just excited. I got to go to two galas this week with my wife, which I'm excited because we haven't gone on a on a cool date. And then after these galas. I'm gonna be. I might be watching these fights at the game. I'll be watching so it in the
1: building. I'm gonna be at weekend. MSG, so I'm very, very excited for that.
0: All right, before we get into football, let's talk about my other favorite sport. Let's talk boxing. Joining us on the breakdown of Alvarez versus Plant, I like to say Canova versus Plant. We got the Magic Man, my dog, Paulie Malinology. I like to say it, Italian style, Paulie Malinology.
2: Hey, hey, hey welcome no, to the up, show, bro? man.
0: How you doing, bro? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me on. So obviously you're in Vegas for the fight, Canelo Plant. Uh, let let's get into it, man. I am. Um, it's interesting. I'm. I'm a. I love. I like Caleb Plant. I, I think he's an outstanding fighter. Um, but I just I felt like, at this point, man, what Canelo? I feel like after the after the Mayweather loss, it's kind of been like downhill for him. You know, he's just here, just just walking through people. And my my only thing with with uh Canelo Plant is. A lot of decisions, you know what I'm saying, Uh, in terms of –
2: anything that could threaten Canelo? Like, like, how do you see this fight rolling right now, man? Well, I, well, I could see, I could, see, you know, it's going to be the firepower of Canelo against the the, the slick boxing of Plant, right? Sure. And, I, and I can see, listen, I can tell you how both guys can win. I, I You know, the, the thing about Caleb is this, he's got to be careful not to get touched with anything big early, right. you know, because he wants to get off on the right foot and kind of get let Canelo know that, you know, this is a fight that he's not going to win. Um, it, it's, a, it's a fight that he's going to be co- trying to climb out of a hole from the get-go. and uh, And from there, you can kind of try to maybe make Canelo desperate as a fight, as a fight weighs on the new drawback to that is if you allow Canelo to land some early big shots or get into range early, you're going to be climbing out of the hole yourself. Plus you're going to be damaged because this guy can punch, you know? So taking some of those big shots is also going to wear your energy level down. Remember you play the old video games and, you know, the energy level goes down, you know, and you kind of don't get it back up. And so if, if Caleb uh, is allowing, if Canelo is able to get work his way close enough to land some of those big hooks, those big body shots um, I think Caleb is basically going to be, you know, working towards getting stopped around the middle to late rounds, which is a lot of people's predictions. But I think in order for that to happen, Canelo has to start out very good. And if Caleb is the one that starts out very good, then I can see this fight kind of, you know, being manipulated in different ways and even Caleb winning a decision. So so it can go, you know, it, it, I think those first three rounds are very key They're going to, be to, tell us, to tell us which direction the fight goes. Because if Caleb wins those early rounds, I think he sets off. He starts to dictate the tempo and makes Canelo desperate. If if, Kay, if Canelo starts to land those early shots, it's Kay, Kay, It's going to be hard for Caleb to get any confidence because he's going to be hurting, and also he's going to be down on and scorecards, and he's going to have to get desperate. And you don't want to be have, getting desperate against a monster puncher like Canelo,
0: right? Especially too, I feel like if Canelo does not feel threatened early, then it's it's gonna be, it's gonna be a problem. Like, yeah, because because he because Canelo
2: gets to the point where he's he's going to stop avoiding punches, and he's like, go ahead and hit me. It, that's the thing though, because with with Caleb, you can't oh you can't quite do that because you're gonna be losing 10, nine rounds, 10, 9 rounds, 10, 9 rounds. You're right. gonna be in the bank. You know, you got you're gonna have to figure out a way to get to him. You're gonna, you know, um, you're gonna have to figure out a way to, to touch Caleb enough to make him break break into Caleb's confidence. Here's the one uh, um uh the one uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, it's uh, uh intangible. The word intangible and, and is this uh, when it comes to a Canelo fight. He he fights good fighters. They've been in big fights, but they've never been in a fight of this magnitude. All the promotion, all the hype, all the anxiety, all the enthusiasm. Any fighter that fights Canelo, with the exception of Mayweather, has never been in this kind of big stage at least at the stage of this level, they've been on big stage and at the stage of this level. And sometimes those nerves and emotions can get make you a little tight early on, you know, uh, make you a little tight. I felt like yesterday at the at the Grand Arrivals, Canelo was very relaxed. Caleb was a little bit uh, anxious, a little tight. I didn't not to say that it's a bad thing. Listen, when everybody's picking against you, yeah. you know, you have a right, you have a right to be, have that chip on your shoulder. So I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing. But if you can't loosen up in the early rounds because you've got too much emotion playing on your head, you know, you're gonna you're not gonna be able to be as slick as you usually are, and it's gonna be easier for Canelo to touch you. And I felt like. That was Billy Joe Saunders' problem. Billy Joe Saunders is a slick fighter, but I felt early on he was too tight, right. and he just never got he never got started off on the right foot. Even when he was landing punches, he was landing he couldn't find his distance. He was landing them on the end of the shot, so they weren't doing any damage anyway. Um, I felt like you know the the anxiety of the moment really affected Billy Joe. And he's a very good fighter, so I'm it, it. It leaves me curious to see how. Caleb reacts that way and I asked Canelo the same question you know I asked him does he notice that his opponents ha- are, are dealing with this extra emotional stress and he said yeah you know he does notice it but it, it was also the same thing for him as far as a learning curve when he fought Mayweather right. he, hadn't be, he hadn't been on, on, on this kind of stage now he's used to this kind of stage right um that's uh, why I boxing. feel the
0: advantage I said after Floyd like now it's kind of like okay this is yeah. it you know I'm here I'm the guy
2: yeah, oh. and he is. He, he has, I, th- I think it's been him and it's been Anthony Joshua. But Joshua's starting to lose a little bit of luster with the losses he's taken in the last couple of years. But you go to the UK, you going going an Anthony Joshua fight. I mean, it's basically like being at a Canelo fight in North America. Right, yeah, I know, was out there for six months. I saw it, yeah, yeah. It's a monstrous atmosphere, yeah. So, yeah, you're out there with the NFL. I so,
0: Lamb. So, like, so,
1: my
2: dog, mm-hmm. Nick. Nick, how
0: do you see this going? Who you got before we let Paulie go? Who you got?
1: Well, it's, it's very interesting what Paulie was saying about the later rounds because one thing that I like to look at if I'm betting on boxing, is when you have a big favorite like Canelo, he's minus 775. Plant is plus 540 per the win bet app. When the fight can be finished, round to round betting, what Paulie was saying, rounds six through nine, that's sweet spot for Canelo. That's where it's heavily favored for the fight to end. 10 to one odds on either of those rounds for it to end. But I also like what he said about later stoppages in the 10th 11th round as well that's kind of where I'm looking to a finish before it goes to the decision
0: yeah and I believe that's a huge part on his conditioning and his mindset in terms of Caleb plant I think I think Canelo respects Caleb as he should I I I think Caleb is an awesome fighter but man it, it, like you said if he doesn't come out early and lets it be you know kind of how like Lopez came right after you know um Vasali Lomachenko, Lomachenko. Lomachenko yeah, yeah. It just came right after him was like look I'm ready for I've been ready for but they've been manifesting this forever like I've been ready for this so if this energy is is similar to that it could be interesting so oh I love KLS my dog man but I cannot go against Canelo for this one you know I feel like it's downhill unless unless he you know Unless he finally agrees to fight Boo Boo, you know, I, mm-hmm. I I feel like you know it's us all downhill I, from here. I think
2: I think Boo Boo has been a tragedy in boxing, man. I think Boo Boo is the, was the most talented one. And I feel I was at his last fight, and I feel like he's starting to lose a little bit of, of uh of, of what he had. And at <laughs> that I think he's getting I think he's just
0: I think he's probably frustrated at just not getting what he's yeah. what he wants, you know. Yeah. I think that's hard.
2: And and, and that is right. terrible, terrible. It's the business has done him dirty, you know.
0: Hey, Paulie, before we let you go. This show is called Upsets and Underdogs, right? So what is one point in your in your career where you felt the most as an underdog and you have overcame it?
2: Um, when I won my second world title, I had to go to Ukraine to fight uh, Vyacheslav Sinchenko. I was three and a half to one underdog. Uh, most people just thought I was going there to get one last payday. I was a mandatory for the WBA walk title and uh, I went over there. Uh, nobody really cared. Nobody expected me to do anything out of there. Uh, and I uh, and as a three and a half to one underdog, I, I got a ninth round stoppage and won. Became world champion for the second time. So
0: you had that one. You had <laughs> that one right here at the tip. You, you already knew <laughs> which one that was. Yeah,
2: because I've been. You know, it's funny. I've I've been an underdog. I, I counted in my career how many times I went into a fight as an odds on underdog and won. I won about five or six fights as an odds on underdog. You know, Um, and then I and then I lost. All my losses, all my losses, every single loss I had, I was the underdog as well. So I was an underdog for like a third of my of my career. You know, it's crazy. <laughs> hey, my man,
0: I, I really appreciate you jumping on with us, man. Um, I'll I'll talk to you after this. Have <laughs> some fun, right. but hey, man, I all appreciate right. it, Pauly Man, you got it, man. Thank you for having me on. Bye, Always bro. a pleasure. This show is brought to you by WinBet. We've wrapped up week eight of the NFL season. So what are you waiting for? Download the WinBet app now and start winning today. Plus, new users can take advantage of WinBet's Bet $1, Win $100 offer. If you bet just $1, you can win a free $100 bet on almost any sport. NFL, NBA, NHL, MLB, college football, UFC, boxing, and more. And they're also offering a 200% wager match up to $1,500. Yo, Lamb, do you see anything you like this week on the WinBet app? Well, something that I'm definitely going to place, Will,
1: is I'm calling this the Trevor Whitman parlay. He got three <laughs> fighters on UFC 268, all fighting back to back to back. Rose Namajunas, Kamaro Usman, Justin Gaethje, $100, pays out plus 278. Why not? I don't know if there's ever been a coach to have three straight fighters back-to-back-to-back to, back to, back to close out an event. So I'm excited for this
0: one. Listen, he, he, he's he's blessed a lot of fighters. uh, Indeed. He even, you know, was with GSP for a little bit. So that's a good call. So I appreciate that. Uh, For all the details on the offers we mentioned earlier, download WinBet app now and set the odds in your favor. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at WinBet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state. Where WinBet is available if you or someone you know has a gambling problem called 1-800-522-4700. All right, I am super excited to bring in this 14-year NFL bet pro bowler, Super Bowl champ, and a member of the 06 draft class and fellow Blue Wire podcaster, my dog Antoine <laughs> Bethea. Welcome to the show. What's good, bro? That's a long intro, man. You, you are seasoned, bro. <laughs> man, I nah, appreciate you, bro. appreciate you having me on the show, man. Yeah, no doubt. Um, so you're one of the co-hosts of the Man to Man Pod. Last week we had D butt on the show, Darius Butler. Uh if people are tuning into the podcast this week, what can we expect from you and Darius?
3: We had a couple of debates, man. You can go on Twitter, on our Twitter, Man to Man, at the man to man pod uh and kind of catch up on that. Um and then tomorrow we uh obviously we'll start talking about some of our Sundays matchups and um what's going on in the sports world.
0: Yeah, no, I actually chimed in on one of them about being a backup or a starter, which one's difficult. You guys go to Twitter. uh, We'll get your handle at the end, and then people will chime in for that one. Um, So, yeah, yeah. so I, I obviously understand your career, know your career, know your mindset and your thought process. So this is perfect for you to be on this show. This show is called Upsets and Underdogs. So I got to ask you, I ask every guest, where does one time in your career where you felt like you were the underdog and you overcame it?
3: Man, I would say um, coming into the draft, 06, you know, um, I think I'm um, coming from Howard University, depending and the, the meac um, obviously at that time, I would say, um, not to pat myself on the back, but I would say I was one of the top defensive players coming out of me at this, that year.
0: Man, pat yourself um, on the back, bro. That's what we do here, man.
3: <laughs> but, but coming into the draft, you know, um, as you know, you know, coming from, you coming from Boston College, you know, we had a lot of guys, um, in our draft class, um, DBs that was coming, you know, Tennessee, Ohio State, right. uh, Huff, Florida Dante State. Huff, Yeah, Jason. And I, you know what I mean? It was... We had a lot of guys. So at that point, you know, I considered myself an underdog. You know what I mean? And um, and again, that was one of them times where, you know, uh, it was just one of the things that I just wanted to get that opportunity to get on the roster. And 14 years later, man, um, it was an amazing ride.
0: No, it's crazy because I look I look at that draft and I look at the guys who. Survived, and the only first rounder that really went the distance was J.J. Jonathan Joseph. But I look at you know, I look at the back of the of the draft, and I mean, I got twelve, you got fourteen. Like we we had some survivors, bro, in that draft class, man. And it's so it is so interesting. So I think just overcoming that and beating the odds, because you mentioned yeah, like Jimmy Williams or somebody else. Like so many, so many dudes got went before us. So. That's what's up, bro. All right, so it's time for our segment called Top Dogs, right? This is where we highlight the underdogs of the NFL in Week 9 that we feel are most undervalued, and we have a chance to help people win some dough. So the first game, fellas, we have the Vikings at the Ravens. The Ravens are favored minus 5.5. The ticket and money count, 80% of the tickets are on the Ravens. 74 of the money are on the Ravens. Um, the Vikings they come in beat up, right? Peterson's jacked up, Hunter they're both on IR. Um, and the Vikings just been an interesting team, man. Um, yeah, I, 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 it's it's hard to, I feel like every year we look at them and we're like, man, like overall they got good talent, a little bit. For some reason though, when it when it when push comes to shove, they cannot put it together. That's why last week I remember when I was watching. You know, Dan Orlovsky, he said this was a huge statement win for Dallas. And I get it. They went on the road. They had their backup quarterback. But I think Dallas overall is just a better football team. And I don't no think Minnesota is as good as they should be. You know what I'm saying? Uh, in terms of money and size, what is your thoughts on this team?
3: Man, I agree with you. Um, <clears throat> you know, again, me and D. Buck, man, we had this conversation. And he was like, I don't think the, the Vikings should be three and three. I said D, but they're three and three for a reason, you know, (laughs) um, obviously, um, like you said on paper, I think year in and year out, you say, you know, Minnesota Vikings can be a good team, but it's just something about it where they just can't get over that hump. Um, I don't know what it is. Uh, the defense, the past few years been a a, a great defense, even on the offensive side of the ball, they have weapons, uh, dealing Jefferson cook. Um, and so, I don't know right, what it is. Backs. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know what it is that, um you know, they can't get over that hump. But I even said, like, last week, even though Dallas was a be- – I feel as like though Dallas is a better team, I think they should have won that game not having Dak in the in, in the lineup. For sure. Um, but, again, I just think that's just how Minnesota's been all year. You know, they're up and down. And, obviously, in this league, you can't be that way. And then you got Baltimore uh, finally getting some rest
0: after getting smacked by Cincy. Uh, I know they're hungry and ready. Um Lamar continues to do well. Obviously, Howard Brown f- finally came through after those early drops, making a lot of plays. Andrews, of course, is getting it done. Uh Bateman came back in. So I think this is I think that bye week came at a perfect time. Uh, how do you feel right now at the midpoint with this Baltimore Ravens team?
3: I like Baltimore, man. Um as always, man, if you have that that guy that position and we talk about the quarterback position man. you always have a chance to win and uh what Lamar has been doing this year what he's been doing early just early in his early career man he's great and like you said coming off the bye week being able to get some rest uh Minnesota coming off a tough loss um I think it's going I think the picture just lines up for Baltimore to come out and get this win uh like I said uh, Lamar Jackson is is that guy um and then even on the defense side of the ball, though they're very opportunistic. Even though you know having Marcus Peters out, um, they still flying around out there and on the offensive side of the ball, man, they making some good plays. So I like Baltimore.
0: Yeah, and and I and that's crazy. Early this season, you know, when that report came out, when everybody kept talking about it, like they figured him out. I said, guys, this the dude is twenty four years old. Like right. he's twenty four, and he he already has done what he's done with his legs. Just imagine for the rest of his career how much better of a pocket passer he can become yeah. still having the threat to run around. <clears throat> and to your point, he's been showing it. He's been throwing for 300, 400 yards, like, with ease. You know, like, yeah. I, I would say maybe our our draft class is probably the last class where, like, some QBs actually sat. You know, I think VY got put out there early. Matt Liner got put mm-hmm. out there early, I believe it was. But where where QBs, what's sit? So you don't really see them until they're like 24, 25 years old. And then they have a chance to develop. Then maybe by their 28, 29, they're like that dude. And right now he has, it's crazy to say this. He has so much more to go, so much more left over that's the terrifying yeah. part about Lamar, and he's willing to to go there. So Lamb, any uh insights before we make our picks?
1: The Vikings three and eleven ATS in their last fourteen games, and the Baltimore Ravens are ten and five against the spread in their last fifteen games, Will.
0: Hey I <laughs> hey, B, I didn't tell you this story, but when I was with Kurt in um Washington, I just yeah. remember I remember we had a night game I think versus Dallas ironically and I remember he was we were at pregame meal you know and he was sitting there eating his meal by himself I just see him
3: like slam the table he was like
0: man I hate these night games
3: <laughs> hey and and it's it's crazy though because I've actually been in the locker room with guys and I can really admit it later on in my career I did not like night games um just I a long day. Just a long day. Just a long day. You're sitting around. You're watching the other games. I prefer the one o'clock games. Get up. Get up, you know, early in the morning. Um,
0: it's almost like ready, you have to do your routine. play the
3: game. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, I'm just saying just go ahead and get up. Right. Get, do your routine and go ahead and, and play the game. Um, but to what I think you were about to say it's kind of like you got to push your routine back a few hours or do it twice. Um, <laughs> do it twice, yeah. And um, I I actually later on in my career I did not like um uh, night games.
0: All right, so let's make our picks. Abu, who you got?
3: Oh, I got Baltimore. I got Baltimore um against the spread and money line.
0: Lamb, who you got?
1: Yeah, um, me too, man. Coming off a bye against a serious wake-up call against the Bengals, who then dropped their next game to the Jets. Baltimore got to be looking at that just feasting right
0: now at at Minnesota coming in. All right, I'm going to pick Baltimore for this one too. All right, let's go to game number two, the most interesting game on the slate. We got the Packers at the Chiefs. The Chiefs minus seven and a half. Um, Both money and tickets, uh, 80% of it came in um on the Packers this is before we found out Aaron Rodgers is out with COVID-19 um out the gate man we we can get to the subplots but this is this this is I'm strained up right now man (laughs) I'm real strained up man what are your thoughts on on this weekend
3: with without Aaron Rodgers Ab? Hey, man, um, it's kind of early in the game, but I think I'm still leaning towards Green Bay, man. I sound um, like
0: that. Hold on. Let me write this down. I, I like
3: that. I think I'm still leaning towards Green Bay. I just don't like what I'm seeing in Kansas City right now. Right? Man. it's, it's um, It doesn't
0: make any sense, man.
3: It doesn't. It doesn't. I think I got Jordan, man. He might come in and show like, hey. I understand I got A-Rod in front of me, but I can come out here and this is my time to really show you guys what I can do. Um, so I, I think right now, I think I'm still leaning towards Green Bay.
0: Because because he, here's, here's what happened, right? So the, the Thursday night loss, I mean win, excuse me, Thursday night win <clears throat> for Green Bay, I thought that was probably the biggest statement win because everybody was hurt and Arizona's playing so well playing so well and winning against teams convincingly and so what green bay showed is like man we can come together as a team when mm-hmm. the chips are down on a short week and and figure it out you know what i'm saying where with kansas city fully loaded they can't figure it out and that's yeah. the, that's the part that's alarming you know we we have the they have the, the new cover boy at quarterback who who can't figure it out you got People dropping passes. You have a defense that's just, they don't even belong out there, bro. They're bad right now. I've I've seen a lot of bad ball, like just bad football. Just something simple like, okay, I'm not a big single out person. I I critique with criticism and I give answers why I never say someone's a bad football player. But I remember watching that goal line play uh, where Ingram scored against Sorensen. It's simple things like, bro, you know you got inside help. Just a line outside. Yeah, if it. you get beat get beat like that's simple and he's played enough football where he should know that and i just feel like that's a testament to i feel like everyone in on that defense they just like they, they're they lost no one's talking mm, to one another yeah. no one's talking yeah. to another so i feel you on that in terms of the energy in kansas city is just not what it is um yeah so that's that's wild man Ah, uh, Lamb. Yeah. Some ins- go ahead, A B. Nah, nah. I'm saying you
3: you hit it on the head, bro. You hit it on the head.
0: Lamb, what are some insights right now with this game? I know the Packers are killing it right now when it comes to against the spread.
1: Oh yeah, them and Dallas are two of the best teams against the spread. Seven and zero in their last seven games. Also won all those seven games. Will we like to say good teams win? Great teams cover. Chiefs fourteen and six in their last twenty. However, three fifteen and one against the spread in their last nineteen. God, least- this line prior to us recording when we didn't know about the Rodgers COVID news was essentially a pick'em, right? Minus one for the Chiefs. The line has now moved seven points in the other direction, six and a half to be exact. And I think you might be getting Jordan Love in a plus matchup, right? This is a good matchup for him to step in against his Chiefs defense, like you two were saying. A lot of things that you don't like about Kansas City and they're not getting any help back where Jordan Love is going to get his top three wide receivers back off the COVID stuff. Right. Lazard, MVS and Devontae Adams. So this is a good matchup for him to step into. And I think we might be getting some extra points here because of the drop off between Rodgers and Love. I think maybe uh, Jordan Love is stepping in here better than what we expect. So I kind of like where A.B.'s at with his lean to the Packers.
0: No, and check and this then, out. Go ahead, A B.
3: Now I said I think another good thing for Jordan Love is um when the news is coming out. So it's Wednesday. Yes. So he gets a full week of reps with the ones, you know, instead of, you know, if it would have if the news would have came out Thursday or Friday, you know, I say he would have been scrambling, but it would have been tougher. So for him to be able to get a full week of uh, reps with the ones, I think that'd be beneficial to uh to Jordan Love as well
0: that's going to be huge for him but also I like to bring up too I mean look at look at um Green Bay's game plan last week right Aaron Rodgers only had 184 yards he was at barely at 60 completion percentage and they ran the rock okay yeah this is the team you could run the ball against yeah and same run play action I, I feel like that's why I'm not so concerned. It's not like Aaron Rodgers threw for 400 yards and won this game. They they had a really good game plan, you know, offensively and defensively. So I am not mad. It's so funny. I was I was not sure, but when you said that, I was like, gosh, I really need to think about this.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that that's gonna be the one for this week.
0: Mm, all right. So we know who. But they has GB mm-hmm. Lamb. Who you got?
1: I'm on the Packers as well. I oh, think that, that, that hook, okay, of, okay. that half point, man, that hook is deadly. So I'm taking the Packers plus seven and a half.
0: All right. Damn. Why are we all on the same page? I got Green Bay too. All right. <laughs> all right. This is another interesting game. Let's go to game three, fellas. We have the Titans at the new charged up Rams. Uh, Rams are favored minus seven and a half. Seventy-seven percent of the tickets and ninety percent of the money coming in on the Rams' first game without Derek Henry. They pick up AP. Uh, funny thing about AP though, Adrian Peterson, is that I was in I was in in Houston this summer because I was calling games for the Professional Flag Football League, and Tramal uh, Williams, you know, one of my closest friends in the league, he lives out there, and so his he coaches his son. Uh, youth football team. Uh, AP son's on that team. Um, Lefell son is on that team. So all them boys are out there. It's funny Lefell was on the sideline during you know having a cigar at a youth practice. <laughs> it <was> so <laughs> and I saw AP and he was just you know obviously he's in tip top shape. This is August too though, and he was like, yeah man, I'm just. He said, I'm just gonna stay in shape. You never know. I was like, well, I'll tell you what though. I said, 17 weeks, bro. I said, sometime November, yeah. December, like you you just never know that's where a team is going to need somebody like that and it is crazy that this has happened um how do you see that how do you see him fitting over there you think that's like ideal you know what i mean for him i think if,
3: if it was any team i think that would be the team that was that would best fit him you know and just his running style um obviously i would think at this point in time in his career um, it's a difference between him and Derrick Henry. But I think AP can still come in and um, and give you some. But against these Rams and Von Miller, mm. um, Aaron Donald, it's, it's going to be rough. <laughs> um, yes, and I mentioned,
0: though, yes, Von Miller to the Rams. And then, man, I, I talked about it earlier, actually last week uh, during the games, how just Stafford and, and Cooper cut, man, it's just – You you would have thought they've been playing together for years uh, in terms of like their chemistry and just where and just how they are. And I would say a lot of that is because the type of player Cooper Cup is. I think Mm -hmm. he is the perfect compliment pretty much for any quarterback because he's he's another coach on the field. He's kind of he's Cooper Cup is how. Is how Marshall Falk was to Kurt Warner. You know, I think in terms of just having that high IQ of like, okay, we need me to be. This is what I'm going to do. This is what I see. You know, there's been reports when McVay first came to the Rams that sometimes in meetings, Cooper Cup's like, hey, we should try it this way, you know, to one of the young gurus, you know, play callers in the league. So I always say, like, you can. Sure, there's tons of routes that are hard to defend. But when a QB and a receiver are on the same page, and they start they start drawing up plays in the dirt, ab like <laughs>
3: that, that's you can't beat that.
0: That's hard. That's hard to defend. It's yeah, kind like not, when it's, it's kind like do. when Big Ben and, and Antonio Brown were on the same page, and they were yeah. just doing whatever they wanted. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's wild. So before we get any more detailed, Lamb, what are some insights?
1: Derrick Henry might be the most valuable non-quarterback to his team's point point spread in the league and the line on this one moved three points when he got ruled out so that's very telling for a non-quarterback titans are also hot six and one against the spread in their last seven games similar to the chiefs and the packers their games have gone over the last couple times that they've played the over in rams games six of the last seven times has gone over and then in the last five games the titans have played the over has gone over the game total four times as well.
0: So, <laughs> maybe does this does this put – were the Rams already, like, at the top in terms of Super Bowl contention, or does this make them even more like that, getting Vaughn?
3: I think they were they were there. I think it was other teams in the NFC, though, that was um, right there with them. I think that NFC, the top five teams, I would say Dallas, Tampa – um, Green Bay, Arizona, and then I will put the Rams up there. Um, having adding Von Miller, um, I think it stills, you know, put them in in the top five. But just that defense, man, with with Jalen Ramsey and just what they've been doing, uh, that's gonna be scary. I was talking about somebody yesterday. I'm like, just imagine Von Miller and Aaron Donald with same stuff on the same side running stunts, like. Right? run a game together like what you gonna do with that what you gonna do with that right who are
0: you gonna double who you gonna figure out who you gonna leave by themselves and and yeah you know and you've been in different places where it's like man now you got some fresh energy you know you got a clean slate you can you know you're gonna turn up for this next game and so this is an interesting one man but Hey, I think we're all going to agree on this one. Go ahead. You got Go ahead. I got I got the Rams, the Rams. Nick.
1: Yeah, I'm on the Rams, too. I think comfortably. I think without Henry, that's big for that Titans team. We haven't seen him without Henry. Right. Dudes missed two games in five years. So he's been very durable. It is, like, this is a new territory for Tennessee
0: because he's known for like we have seen his training regimen. He's known for taking care of his body, knowing he's going to carry that workload. Um, yeah. And I, I had I dealt with that fifth metatarsal, you know, that that broken foot. And when you break a bone, there's not really much you can do about it. You know what I'm saying? There's, yeah. there's no toughness for that because you can't function. Golly, man. All right. So you can find the rest of those lines for this week on the wind bed app. Uh, before we wrap up, though, it's time to make our picks for Underdog of the Week. This is the dog we think has the best shot to upset their opponent. So, Tuan, you can pick any underdog. Obviously, we have Green Bay up there as a, under, as a major underdog. But if, is there any other team besides Green Bay you think has the best shot to upset their team this week? If you can take Green Bay, that's fine. Man,
3: by I, haven't, I haven't even checked and see who the dogs are this week. Um... Liam, who you got? You got anybody to uh, some games for us? Yeah, I got a really,
1: really gross one. Will Uh, I like the Texans to beat the Dolphins? I think it's two really crappy teams playing each other, (laughs) and I'm just gonna take the one that I could get some plus money on. Texans catching Mike
0: White hype,
1: (laughs) somewhat, somewhat, but I I like I like the Texans plus two forty five to beat the Dolphins this week.
0: I'm saying, give us a slate of some some underdogs this week.
1: So you got the Broncos plus 350. They're 10 point underdogs in Dallas. Probably going to get Dak back. You got the Browns plus 115 in Cincinnati. You got the Giants plus 135 at home against the Raiders. Panthers plus 160 at home against the uh, Patriots. Uh, Jacksonville, if you want to get really, really funky, plus 650 at home
3: against the Bills.
0: That Giants Raiders one is interesting.
3: Interesting. I was about to say that <laughs> That was because I, this is what I say about the Giants. For the most part, they're going to play teams tough. For sure. They're going to play teams tough. Um, and obviously with the bad news um, right. coming in, not sure, you know, mentally where the Raiders could be traveling across, you know, that six hour that six hour uh, trip so that that is a very interesting one
0: right and and, right we're talking about the Henry Ruggs situation and and he's a he's a major loss in terms of like providing that deep threat you know that cover zero where Derek Carr could just drop back and float it in the air off his back foot and he's down there 30 yards down the field but I would say in terms of I mean, it's hard not to have the upset of the week with the Green Bay. We all had the Green Bay Packers. That's, no, that's yeah. seven and a half. That's a big deal. That, but Lamb, you said you it. had who for yours?
1: The Houston Texans.
0: That's an ugly game. Why are you pick that disgusting game, bro?
1: <laughs> that's why hey, that's why I started the combo saying that it was gross.
0: What's the where are they at right now? What's the money line there?
1: Plus two forty five. They're playing
0: in Miami. So you're trying to win some money, that's the thing too. So that's what I had to learn about that. Man, it's like, man, is uh, you gotta take your emotion out of it, man. If you're trying to win dough, yeah. you just gotta you just got <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, but that that is that is an ugly one though. That is one. All right. Finally, we're gonna make our favorite pick uh, of the week. This is the team out of any team playing we think has the best uh, chance to cover. Mm-hmm. the biggest lock to cover this week. Um, gosh, Lamb, I'm gonna have you go out the gate with this one.
1: I I trust the Bengals to bounce back. They're two and a half point favorites at home against the Cleveland Browns. All these reports coming out with Odell and his pops putting out that video about Baker. They excused <laughs> him from practice. It can't be good in Cleveland right now. And and I still trust Burrow. Just a letdown spot. And I think they could bounce back here. I'm they're undervalued, right? Less than three at home. I like the Bengals here to get the win.
0: You know, I'm glad you I'm glad you brought up the Browns and OBJ. Um I'll be brief. Because I said this a long time. I say this every year is there are a lot of great players who, who get drafted or who sign to new teams or whatever, who can disappear based on the system, based on a quarterback. You know what I'm saying? I look at, I look at like DK Metcalf, obviously absolute mutant, outstanding, like unreal player, but he went to Seattle or Russell, You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're going to eat, Russell's going to find you, and you're going to eat with Russell, you go into a good QB. Now, if he went to the Jets, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. If he he went somewhere, if he went to Miami, I don't know. You know, there are very few who can, like Brandon Marshall, he can play any QB. You know, he just found a way to, like, make it happen. He's going to get 1,000 yards and go to another team, get another stack. You know what I'm saying? But I just felt like, especially he's in Cleveland with a team that's 50-50. They Literally, I think they're like 49% run the football. and That's the style of their offense. They're not going to push the ball down the field. I did say earlier this this month that if a team should trade for him, it should probably be Atlanta because Atlanta's going to throw the football down the field. That's Matt Ryan's style. And, yeah. you know, I, I, I like Baker. I think he is a good NFL quarterback. I think they're going to extend him for sure. But, I just, you know, I just feel like that's that system is not suitable for OBJ. You know what I'm saying? What are yeah. your thoughts on that?
3: Nah, man, I agree with you. Um, again, you know what he what he did in New York, man, was um was sensational. But like you said, man, good players, great players can go to different systems, and for whatever the reason is, um, production. Isn't like what it was prior, you know. Right. And this is one of them cases, man. And and it doesn't have to do anything with OBJ as far as his talent wise, but it could just not be be working. And I thought, uh, I thought he was was going to be out of there before the trade deadline. Um, and I think it was. I think they should just mutually part ways, man. I just think it'll work best for 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 both of them for both parties.
0: I think so too, man. Because right, it, it's silly. When people look at the production, they immediately be like, well, he's just not good anymore. He's, he's washed, right. blah, blah, blah. And it's like, guys, it's, sometimes it's just a style of play. Like when I was in Green Bay, I played press man nonstop. And then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. I moved to nickel. I was like, oh, nickel, this is different. And then I started playing safety, and I got to actually see the field. I got to see the quarterback. The yeah. I said, this is yeah. this is different. I, I end up liking, you know, cover threes. I end up liking, you know, certain mans or one robber. I started liking that stuff versus yeah. when I was in green bed, we We played press. It was one, two, three, four. We played press. That's what it was. And mm-hmm. I was like, Psh. you know, so it all depends, man. But my biggest lock to cover, I think – I think Minnesota um, will definitely find a way to go uh, shot for shot with the Ravens. And I believe they will cover versus Baltimore. What about you? Mm
3: -hmm. Who does Buffalo have this week?
1: Buffalo is on the road against the Jacksonville
3: Jaguars. They're
1: 14 point favorites.
3: I like Buffalo. Man, they've, been putting, <laughs> they've been putting points up on guys week in and week out. I think last week they had a slow start, but um, Buffalo going down there in Jacksonville. I like Buffalo, even though you know the the it's fourteen. I think they they'll still cover.
0: All right, let's quickly recap our picks against the spread. Uh, I like the Ravens. We all like the Ravens. We all like the Packers. We all like the Rams. We're going to keep it that simple. <laughs> all right. That's it for today's show. Next week, we're going to recap week nine, how that went down and seeing how our picks turned out. Um, it probably it won't be fun because we picked the same thing, Lamb. So mm-hmm. anyhow, uh, Tuan, thank you so much for joining the show, man. Let our viewers know where they can find you online
3: man so you can catch me on um twitter or instagram abathay 41 and then obviously um the podcast the man to man pod um that's our twitter and ig handle at the man to man pod that's m-a-n-t-t-o-m-a-n pod you can follow me everywhere on all socials at will
0: blackman nick where can they find you nick is 10 on twitter and instagram yeah and by the way congrats joining blue wire right, man that's what's so that's a big deal
3: appreciate it
0: you guys are over 100 episodes deep man like you guys been putting the work for this for your show and and to land something like this i think it is super dope you know what i'm saying so continue much success on all that you guys go to that podcast subscribe also don't forget to subscribe to this show upsets and underdogs throw us a rating review tell your friends we'll catch you next time peace out